Willie Murphy. <laughs> Baby Duh. Woo! All day. Beginnings Christian Center, how are you doing? This is Pastor Ronald A. Cooper here again with you this Sunday morning, and I pray that you and your families are blessed and that you have come now to take your seat at the table and receive the Word of God. I pray that we can come together this morning and break that bread of life that is going to feed us all, that we might feast on something that is amazing and nourishing for our souls. I'm just praying this morning that everyone is blessed and excited to be here. And let us open with a word of prayer, if you will, this morning. Joining in, Father, we just thank you this morning for all that you have done and all that you continue to do in the lives of each and every one of your people, dear God. We just ask right now that if, if anyone out there is hurting or suffering, if there's struggles this morning that we simply can't seem to overcome, the pains, the agonies, the heartaches, those things, Father God, that have weighed heavy upon us right now, we pray that you allow us to set them down at your feet, O oh God, 
and that we may be walk that we walk freely from them, never to pick them up again. Oh, Father, we pray for your healing, for your restoration, for your blessing, for your love, your kindness and your tender mercies. We just call upon you today, dear God, to be in our presence and to prepare us, our hearts and our minds to receive the wonderful word that you have in place for us today. Let us be filled with joy in these moments, dear God, forgetting about all the things that this world has been trying to press down upon us. Let us be free, dear God. And we pray these and all blessings and for the love of you, O Father God. In your son Jesus' name we pray. Let the everyone, the church and all who listen in, say amen this morning. I want to welcome any guests and visitors today and say that I am so happy that you decided to join in and listen to the message this morning. And I pray that you continue to come back and be with us as we continue to do this word. We're hoping that we're going to do something different in a little week. But for right now, I just want you to know that we are blessed to have you. Yeah, I pray that God is giving you favor, that he's raining it down upon you and your families this morning as we listen to some wonderful music from the Clark sisters. But I hope that you're coming for just a little bit more in receiving the word of God. I pray that you have your Bibles handy this morning because I want us all to be on the same page on one accord as we open up this word and choose to be fed. That's right, making a conscious decision to come and be in the presence of our Lord and let him just feed our souls. We need that right now. There's so much going on around us in our world that wants to bring us down, that wants to cause us to have despair and heartache and worry and concern surrounding us, just swirling around us on every side. But we know that we have a God who is a savior one who will bring us through and help us in our times of trouble. And so this morning, the message that I want to speak to you about, it's titled The Creator, because we need to know that our God is present. And in order to do that, we should certainly understand a whole lot about how he works, not just overall, but in our lives. Let him speak to us today. If your Bibles are handy and you have them ready, whether they're the, the traditional Bible or electronic version, let us turn to the book of Isaiah. And yet again, let's talk about the title message, The Creator, today. Amen. If as we turn in our Bibles to Isaiah, let's go to the 40th chapter. And once we are there, I want to read just a little bit, if you don't mind, this morning. Isaiah, the 40th chapter, beginning at verse number 12, because it speaks to the people. And I pray that there is a word of God for the people of God today. I know that we struggle. There's a lot of pressures around us, and there's a lot that's going on. But I don't want you to be fearful. I don't want you to, to lose that courage that has been given to you that ability to be able to pull yourselves through. 
I want to ask this morning this question before we begin. Do you ever feel discouraged about the the world and and how everything that's happening today, the state of the world today? Well, I want you to know you're not alone, and it's not the first time that there's been trouble on every side. Isaiah, as we read in this book, he had many concerns as well, and we're going to learn from some of those. If you have made it there in Isaiah, the 40th chapter, the 12th, beginning at the 12th verse, let's just read for just a moment, if you will, as we walk through this word. Amen. Beginning at verse 12, it says, who has measured the waters in the hollow of his hand or with the breath of his hand marked off the heavens? Who has held the dust of the earth in a basket or weighed the mountains on the scales and the hills in a balance? Who can fathom the spirit of the Lord or instruct the Lord as his counselor? Whom did the Lord consult to enlighten him and who taught him the right way? Who was it that taught him knowledge or showed him the path of understanding? You see, the first principle that you've got to understand this morning, church, as we get into the word of God and we read these scriptures, is that our God is beyond all measure. That means he's greater than your greatest problem. He's mightier than the mightiest foe that you might that you might come up against. He is beyond measure. There are no restrictions. There are no barriers or confines that any of us can place our God in or say that there is something that is greater than our God and this, there's more than even he can deal with. You see, while you're, you're, we're sitting here and we're thinking that we have problems that they cannot be solved, that they cannot, hurdles can't be, can't be overcome. We can't get around some of the troubles. We have illnesses and sicknesses that, that are going to, that we're going to succumb to because they, they've just become too much for the doctors or any of anyone who's trying to help us. But we have to be mindful and remember that God is beyond all measure. That he is beyond all measure. We lose sight of that so easily nowadays, especially when there's something that impacts our lives that causes us to have doubt, to struggle, to worry. We know that in, in our studies, when we're sitting down in our Bible studies and we come into our church services or we have our trainings, that if we're focusing on God, we in those moments have all the faith that we need. But what about in those quiet moments when you're all alone or no one else is around you and you're, it's just you alone and, 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 and you're left to your own thoughts and devices? Or maybe you're with friends and the, the, the environment or the situation isn't conducive to what you normally uh, uh, see yourself in when you're calling on God. And so is that the first thought? Is he the first thing that comes to mind when those problems arise? Do you 
absolutely call upon him in those times because you rest assured in the knowledge that he is forever going to be there. We should learn this principle and practice and commit it to all that we do in our lives. Because again, I say to you, and with the scriptures that we read supporting it so very eloquently, that God is beyond all measure. Who has measured the waters in the hollow of his hand or with the breath of his hand marked off the heavens? Who has held the dust of the earth in a basket or weighed the mountains on the scales and the hills in a balance? That's your God. That's your God and my God. And he's, he's here for us. But we need to realize that. We need to understand that. And we need to learn how to reach out to him and to pray and to call out so that he can come and respond and get you get us out of these situations that sometimes we create for ourselves. Let's just be honest about it. But the scripture and text goes on. When we skip down to verse number 18, and I'm not going to read them all, but I want to hide verse 18 through 24, if you will follow along with me, please, in your Bibles. And it reads, with whom then? Will you compare God? You see, when we when we when we get into those issues and, and we don't think of God first, what is it that is causing you to see that there's a different way or that maybe you can handle it on your own? That you can deal with whatever the situation is, that you've been waiting for so long for an answer or a response and it hasn't come, and you're trying to figure out exactly how you, how you are going to resolve the problem instead of calling on God to step in on your behalf. And so this question is asked to you, with whom then will you compare God? To what image will you liken him? As for an idol, a metal worker cast it and a goldsmith overlays it with gold and fashions silver chains for it. A person too poor to present such an offering selects wood that will not rot. They look for a skilled worker to set up an idol that will not topple. Do you know? Have you heard? Has not, has it not been told you from the beginning? Have you not understood since the earth was founded? He sits enthroned above the circle of the earth and its people are like grasshoppers. He stretches out the heavens like a canopy and spreads them out like a tent to live in. He brings princes to naught and reduces the rulers of this world to nothing. No sooner are they planted, no sooner are they sown, no sooner do they take root in the ground than he blows on them and they wither, and a whirlwind sweeps them away like chaff. 
You see, breaking that down for you, it should simplify it all in your minds. You see, God is explaining, in this text, it's explaining that God is almighty. We know that he's beyond measure, but you also need to understand that he's beyond comparison. There is no help, no other help that you can call upon that's as great as the God that we serve. We should rejoice in knowing that not only do we serve that God, but guess what? It's like it's, he should be the greatest celebrity that you seek after because in, in his name and hearing about all that, that he does, you should get excited. Just like you do with some of these mortal celebrities that run around and, and, and as soon as crowds even get an inkling or an idea that they're nearby or they hear their names mentioned, they, their hearts begin to flutter and they get excited over, over, over someone who's simply a human. Who can compare to your God? You should be just filled with joy and, and excitement and, and, and the knowledge of knowing that not only do you have him as a God, but he has you also as his child and that he loves you and is keeping you every day. In other words, what I'm trying to tell you is you've got a relationship with the greatest of all time. You know, that's one thing for those of us who like sports. There's this term they use for, for the greatest of all time. It's called the goat. And I would never call God the goat, but let me tell you something. He is truly the greatest of all time. That acronym applies to God and God alone because no one can compare to our God. He is mightier than the mightiest you might know walking this world, this earth, there is no one whom can compare, for he is beyond comparison, and he's your God, and you're his child. But not only does it state that he is beyond comparison, but you know, this text, when I read it, it's so exciting and inspiring at the same time for verse 25 goes on to say, to whom will you compare me? Or who is my equal? Says the Holy One. Says the Holy One. Lift up your eyes and look to the heavens who created all these. Who created all these? He who brings out the stray hosts one by one and calls forth each of them by name because of his great power and mighty strength. Not one of them is missing. <laughs> we try to put a lot of things in our lives ahead of our God and ahead of the service to God. You know, and that's the one problem that many of us experience all the time is that we're too easily distracted. We're too easily refocused on other things, other things in our lives that won't allow us to see the true nature of who God is because we're too busy trying to do us. You're too busy trying to do you. But you need to know it today and, and, and allow it to be clear in your heart that there are no rivals for God. There is nothing that can rival God. There is nothing that can compare to the God that we serve. There is nothing to compare to that relationship with him 
If you want excitement, you you seek you seek the most wonderful experience in, that you could ever have in this lifetime. Then get to know Jesus. Get to know His Son. Allow yourself to become immersed in this life, this Christian life, this life of being a believer. I'm not advocating for religion or you just becoming religious, but I'm advocating for you to finally open your eyes and begin to see that with God, you can do anything. You are more than you have ever thought you could ever be. And without him, it's one word answer. It's simple. Without him, you're lost. 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 This world doesn't care about you, but he does. This world can't love you like he does. This world can't and doesn't want for you like he does. Everything and all that you need, that you desire. He wants to give it to you, but he can't do that until you accept him, until you know in your heart of hearts that you are living, truly living, not pretending, not by lip service, but you are living and for Christ and you have accepted him as the head of your life. Now we can't pretend, we can't play. And with everything that is happening around us today, is this really the time to play or to pretend to play church or to pretend to play Christian or pretend to play believer? Is this really the time when there are so many questions as to what the fate of this world is going to be? What is our next, uh, what is the next thing that is coming our way? What is happening around us? Is this a signal? Is this a sign? Is this something to tell us that we should be ready, that we should prepare ourselves for more? And if there is more, what's to happen to me? What is the plan? How are you supposed to deal with it? What are you going to do? What's your reaction? Or are you simply going to remain lost? You see, in Christ, there are answers, there are solutions. There is warmth and comfort and safety. But out in the world and without it, there's struggle, there's concern, there's heartache. We need to understand that if we want to Rest assured that we're going to be all right, that everything is going to be fine in our lives. Then we should stay with the one who has no rivals, who has no comparison, and is beyond measure. And finally, these last verses I want you to read carefully with me. Because I thought these passages of scriptures, they, they just spoke so poignantly to what we need to hear today. That our creator, our creator, the God that created you and I, that he is worthy of all praise. He is worthy of all praise, all honor, all glory. But 
especially and more importantly, our praise, that we should learn to praise and rejoice and to celebrate our God. And we can't be fearful of that. We can't be concerned about who's to the right or who's to the left. We can't be concerned about if someone's going to scrutinize or look at us strangely. We have to know that our praise is going to open doors. It's going to allow us to be set free. Read with me verses 27 through 31 as we close out these passages of scripture. For verse 27 says, why do you complain, Jacob? Why do you say, Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord. My cause is disregarded by my God. That's complaining, y'all. Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the, of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary, and his understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. If we don't understand that, and, and, and I want you to know I read that especially from the NIV because I wanted everyone to understand it. I wanted everyone to see and to feel and to experience it. But for those who need, need to hear it in the old text, I'll give you these words again so that you can, so that you too understand that God is speaking to everyone here. But they that wait upon the wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength and they shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. What are you doing this morning? Are you running for Christ or are you running for yourself? You see, because he's deserving of all our praise this morning, all of our trust, all that we look to. Before, there are no rivals. There is no one that can compare, and he is truly beyond measure. But until you understand that, you can't grasp the full concept of what he has in store and what he's capable of doing for you and how he can bless you in so many ways, abundantly and exceedingly, exceedingly and abundantly above all that you might ask. You can't understand what I'm saying until you, you stop and you recognize that he is God. We're not here to be judged or to feel as though we can't see or we fall short, but the world is going to judge you whether you like it or not, but the word of God is here to set you free. It is those who put their hope in him that will keep on 
humanly and as humanly possible as they can, they will keep on trudging forward, will keep on keeping on, will keep on living and celebrating and glorifying and being blessed and being the recipients of all that God has. And that's my prayer for you, that you get to know the creator, the creator of heaven and earth, and then know that he has all that you need in his hands, for he is our creator. Beyond all praise, beyond all rival, beyond all comparison, and beyond all measure. I pray God's blessing upon each and every one of you this morning, and I just thank God for you. And as I pray you out, Father, I just ask right now that you bless each and every person within the sound of my voice and that you continue to keep them, dear God, as close to your bosom, Father God, as possibly you can or you will, in order that they all, each and every one of us, Father God, receive as we need those things that are important to our life. Father God, that you sustain us, that you keep us, that you allow us, Father God, to know the freedom and the joy of loving you. For we want to give you all honor, glory, and praise. The God who is beyond all measure, all comparison, all rival, and is deserving of all praise. And we pray these blessings, Father God, that you keep our hearts in that way. In your son Jesus' name, amen. Bless you all, and I pray you have a wonderful, wonderful day. Lay me down to sleep, and I pray the Lord my soul to keep. See, I'm trying to know you for myself, yeah. And there are times I don't know what to say.
day long. Uh, all day long. All day long.